In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who calls us to believe that there is a heaven, and that we get to go there, just not because of the stuff that we do. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, there is this TV show out there called The Good Place. Uh, some of you probably watch it. Um, uh, it it's got uh, Kristen Bell, um, a.k.a. Anna. Um, uh, she, she does voice for Anna. Uh, but uh, Kristen Bell is uh, one of the main protagonist figures. Uh, and, and Ted Danson is also in and a few other people in the cast. And the whole idea behind the show is that it shows you the good place. Now, the good place is where you go after you die if you have been a good person. And so, frighteningly, the place where you go after you die if you've been a good person is sort of suburban America. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that that's exactly what I picture when I picture heaven, but you know, whatever. Every, everybody's got their own thing. Um, uh, but that, that's the whole idea. And so, uh, early on in the show, you get this perspective of, uh, you know, who's in the good place? Why are people in the good place? And the good place is, you know, it's sort of heaven, but um, uh, they, they don't want to get too specific about why you're there, and, um, uh, or, or at least too religious about why you're there. And, uh, and so, in one of the early episodes, there is, they, they do this orientation to the good place. And um, Ted Danson gets on um, the, this big screen, and, and he does this sort of video chat with all of the people that are in the good place, and, and he does this thing where he says, well, you know, th this is why you're here. And so he goes through this explanation that everything that you do in life basically is charged negatively or positively. And, and every decision that you make in life, it, it, it ends up being one of those things that's on either one of those columns. It's either a positive or a negative thing. And so, um, uh, depending on your choices in life, uh, that, that ends up being sort of, all right, this is, is where you go. And, and in order to get into the good place, you have to be, you know, on the leaderboard. You have to, uh, you, you don't just have to be sort of tipping the scale one way or the other, but you have to actually be one of the better people in, uh, in the world, in, in history even. And, uh, and, and the things that get counted are, are things that you go, well, I, ow, I, I didn't think that that would be counted. You know, it's like, you know, what kind of sandwich you chose when, when you had lunch gets counted, you know, either positively or negatively, depending on if you had kale on the sandwich or not. Or if, if you remained a Cleveland Browns fan for your entire life, you, you know, you get that in the plus column. Um, and, you know, there's probably some plus points, um, especially after um, this past weekend, if you stay a Florida State fan throughout the, the entire, entire time. And, and so it's this, this weird thing where, where you watch Ted Danson talk about all of the different things. You know, one of the negative things that, that gets you uh, negative points are you, are, is that you use Facebook as a verb. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, one of the positive things is, is, you know, what kind of magazine you're reading. And, and they, there's all sorts of this different stuff. But the interesting thing about it is that it expands out this sense of, like, what is uh, worthy of being uh, positive or negative. 
Because yeah, realistically, a lot of times as, as religious people, as Christian people, we, we sort of uh, we, we get into this place where, where we start prioritizing stuff. Where we say, like, okay, well, um, the, the stuff that I really need to worry about is, is going to be all of that Ten Commandments stuff. And then the other stuff in my life, well, that doesn't matter quite as much. So, you know, depending on what you did this morning with your little bonus hour that was given to you by the government, which, by the way, they'll take away later on um, in the spring, so, uh, which is very much like the government. And... Uh, depending on what you did with your bonus hour, um, uh, you know th- that that could mean that that you're um, a good person or a bad person. So, um, and I won't get into evaluating that, but if if you slept through it, uh, you know you, you can kind of figure like, all right, how do I feel about that? You know, I, I had this extra hour. I used it for sleep. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You can come on either end of that. You know, I had this extra hour. I, you know, got up and ate crunch berries. Like, uh, okay, good, bad. We'll see. And uh, and yet, for for most Christians, we're kind of like, well, there's this Ten Commandments thing, and so um, uh, th- those are going to be the important things, and all of the other stuff, you know, whether or not I ate crunch berries, whether or not I slept in, all of that stuff, well, at least that's kind of like a misdemeanor. Um, I, I, I don't really have to worry about um, those decisions in my life. And those things aren't charged positively or negatively. But it's sort of frightening to think about if they were. What if every decision that you make in your life, including, you know, not just that you came to church this morning, but the, the way that you came to church, the, the way that, that you, if you chose to follow that lady in your GPS, or, or if you were a rebel and you said, no, I know a better way. What if that was positively or negatively charged? What if the place where you have lunch after worship, what if that's positively or negatively charged? You know, what if you go to McDonald's? Is that going to be the one thing that sends you to hell? You know, you, you were pretty good. You were sort of weeble wobbling. Uh, but then, oh, you went to McDonald's or, or you went to Sonny's or you went to uh, wherever it is that you think is evil. And oh, and now you landed yourself on the negative side of the column. And then you have to make that up with some good decisions, right? You have to make some, some good decisions and, and some of the right stuff. Um, and, and yet we're, we're Lutherans, we're Christians. We, we know that actually not even those Ten Commandments are really where it's at. Like we can kind of even ignore the Ten Commandments, right? Because we're like, well, what really matters is that I believe that there was this guy, Jesus, he was a Jewish carpenter, he died on a cross for me, and because I believe that, then I get to go to heaven. And as long as I do that, well, uh, that little narrow slice of thing, then as long as I do that, then I'm okay. Then I'm going to the good place, then, then I'm good. And that's an interesting view of righteousness. Because righteousness is this thing. Righteousness is this thing that we do to ourselves most of the time. In fact, the reason that the good place, I think, resonates with us so well 
is that we're very good at keeping track and evaluating our decisions. And so, no matter what decision it is that we're making, a lot of times we, we do get into this sort of thing of, okay, this has a positive value or a negative value. It's just that most of us kind of have this big gray middle where we're like, well, that's neutral. You know, which, which leg I choose first to put my pants on, well, that's kind of a neutral decision. You know, the, the world is not going to end if I put my shirt on before or after I put my pants on. But you know that there's some other stuff that you know you are all sorts of guilty about, even though that doesn't show up anywhere in the Bible. You know that there's this stuff that you're like, well, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I really feel bad that you brought up kale earlier, Pastor Jay, because... I've never had kale. And maybe if you're one of those people, you haven't had kale, you feel kind of guilty about that right now because you hear everything, everybody, how bad it tastes, um, uh, and yet how good it is for you, and and you go, well, I, I should do that. And that's nowhere in the Bible. You know, if that was uh, kale uh, wrapping shrimp, that'd be a different story, but just kale by itself, no place. And we get into this game of our own righteousness all the time, and we start to use that in order to evaluate ourselves as good people or bad people, and we figure that when we evaluate ourselves as a good person, well, then we get to go to heaven. Because quite frankly, I mean, I think you might have something there. Quite frankly, you're probably your biggest critic, you may have certain blind areas in, in your criticism of yourself, but you're probably still your biggest critic. You're probably the person in your life who uh, has evaluated your decisions most. Some of you are just really judgy, and, and maybe you're not your biggest critic, you're everybody else's biggest critic. That's a whole different sermon. But <laughs> most of you... You're pretty good at judging you. You're pretty good at figuring out, okay, I, got, I have that magazine subscription. Does that mean that I'm a good person or a bad person? Uh, I, I follow this team. Does that mean that I'm a good person or a bad person? I watch this on TV. Does that mean I'm a good person or a bad person? I, I do this other thing. Does that mean that I'm a good person or a bad person? And we get all wrapped up in this sense of if we are good or bad, and just sort of like an, as an ancillary, then we, we go, well, if I finally get to that place where I determine that I am good myself, well, then God has to agree with me, right? Because I'm my biggest critic. And so if, if I'm okay with me, then, well, then God has to be okay with me, Right? And yet, you go, oh, there's a problem there. 
And that problem comes up in this Beatitudes reading. So, so Jesus is, you know, um, he, he's starting off his Sermon on the Mount, which is like all law. Like Jesus is like, you should do this, you shouldn't do that, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. And he starts it off with these Beatitudes, which we're like, thank goodness he starts it off with the Beatitudes. So I know that there's at least something good, because the rest of this stuff is like, oh, you don't do that, don't do that. And, and we look at these Beatitudes and, and uh, we look at, you know, the blessed are these people because uh, when, when they do this or because they do this or whichever way you put it. And, and you start to go, oh, well, I've got a choice. So I, I can be one of the peacemaker people and, and I'll, I'll choose that sort of segment of righteousness or I'll choose to be one of the mourning people because those, those people will be glad. So I'll just cry all the time. Or I'll choose to be one of these other folks. I'll, I'll choose to be somebody who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. I'll choose to be someone who is persecuted. And, and we kind of think that this is like a choose-your-own-adventure story, Right? Uh, Jesus is laying out some options for us, and depending on which one of those options we choose depends on what kind of blessing we receive. The problem with that is, of course, Jesus. Because Jesus is all of those things. Jesus is a peacemaker. Jesus is meek. Jesus hungers and thirsts for righteousness. Jesus is completely righteous. And so if, if you're just choosing one, well, you're, you're not really following what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying that righteousness is expansive. And that's something that we actually get from that show, is that righteousness is expansive. That every one of your decisions can be righteous or flawed. And that's frightening. Because that expands out righteousness for us. Things that we didn't think had anything to do with if we were good or bad, now all of a sudden we go, oh, that has something to do with am I good or bad. And we know ourselves well enough to know that maybe if we got to choose one thing, we might be able to work that out. But if Jesus is expecting us to be all of this stuff in order to be blessed, then we know that we're going to fail. Because we, we know that being a peacemaker and being meek and hungering and thirsting for righteousness and all of those other things, well, that, that's just too much. And so we're left in this place of despair as we're looking at our own balance sheet of our lives. And the you know, generally accepted accounting principles of our lives and saying, the way that this comes out, I, I don't think I'm in. I don't think I'm in the good place. I don't think I'm in the medium place. I don't... Th- no, but maybe I'll be in the bad place. And then Jesus comes in. 
And Jesus comes in and he says, all of that stuff, all of that stuff that I was encouraging and saying, blessed are you when this happens, all of that stuff I've already done. All of that stuff, if you're just baptized into my name, you're baptized into my scorebook. If you're baptized into my name, you're baptized into my credit rating with God, which, by the way, is perfect. If you're baptized into my name, you're baptized into my righteousness. You're no longer having to work out, is this decision going to lead me into good or bad? Is this decision going to be positive or negative in terms of my salvation? Because it doesn't matter. You're already going to the good place. And the people that have gone before you know that and are celebrating that. And you know those people. You know that they weren't really saints. But you celebrate that they are saints today. Not because of what they did, but because of whose they were and into whose name they were baptized. And so when we, just a little bit later on in the service, when we speak those names bravely in this place of the people that have gone on before us, we do not speak their names in celebration of how good they were, but in celebration of how bad they were. And how Jesus covered even that. And how he covers even us. And we get to celebrate with him for an eternity in a place that is so much better than suburban America. So may you this week Recognize that your righteousness is given to you by Christ and not by your decisions. And may that lead you into making decisions that he would make. Because that's whose name you've been baptized into. Amen.